Welcome to Current Radio's Politics Station. Please enjoy today's selection of political news. Our discussion today takes us to an international intrigue that's been making headlines. Abby, have you read about the Chinese operation to divide the West? Yes, it's a fascinating and complex story. We're talking about allegations of Chinese spies recruiting a European politician. This has raised quite a few eyebrows. Indeed. It's a stark reminder of the geopolitical chess game that's constantly being played out on the world stage. But let's delve into the specifics of this case. What do we know so far about? Well, the details are still emerging. But what we do know is that this operation was allegedly aimed at dividing the West. That's a significant claim, and it's causing quite a stir in international circles. Absolutely. And it's a reminder of the high stakes in global politics, the use of espionage, the recruitment of influential figures. These are tactics that have been used throughout history. That's true. And it's important to remember that this is not an isolated case. Espionage is a tool used by many nations, not just China. It's a part of the geopolitical game, as you mentioned. Right. And it's not just about gaining information. It's about influence. It's about shaping narratives and perceptions. It's a complex web of... Absolutely. And this case underscores the importance of vigilance, of robust intelligence capabilities, and of strong, united responses to such activities. Well said, Abby. And as this story unfolds, we'll continue to bring you the latest developments. In the meantime, it's a sobering reminder of the ongoing challenges in navigating the international political landscape. Indeed, Michael. We're in a world where information is power, and the control of that information can have far-reaching implications. It's a story we'll be keeping a close eye on. From the clandestine world of international espionage, we now shift our focus to the complex and volatile landscape of the Middle East. The balance of power, diplomatic relations, and the human cost of conflicts are all part of this next story. So, Abby, let's move on to the ongoing situation in the Middle East. President Joe Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, is making moves to show continued U.S. support for Israel while also advocating for a reduction in civilian casualties in Gaza. What's your take on this? Well, Michael, it's certainly a delicate situation. Sullivan's scheduled to meet with President Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority after having met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The aim here is to promote stability in the West Bank, but that's easier said than done. Indeed, especially considering the public rift between Biden and Netanyahu over the issue of governance in Gaza post-conflict. The U.S. has advocated for the Palestinian Authority to assume governance, but Netanyahu is not on board with that idea. Right? And it's not just about the political maneuverings. There's a very real human cost here. The Hamas attack back in October resulted in the death of about 1,200 people, including Israelis and foreign nationals. And the Israeli response has led to over 18,000 deaths in Gaza. It's a staggering toll, Abby. And it's why Biden has been increasingly vocal about his desire for the Israeli government to take more concrete steps to reduce civilian casualties. He's not asking for a stop in the fight against Hamas, but for more care in how it's conducted. Exactly, Michael. It's a complex situation with no easy solutions. But with Sullivan's visit and the continued dialogue, there's hope for steps in the right direction. From the complexities of international diplomacy, let's now shift our focus closer to home. 
we'll be examining a recent court case that has stirred up a national debate on a topic that hits close to home for many, real estate commissions. This issue has potential implications for home buyers and sellers across the country, so let's dive right in. Let's dive into a hot-button issue, Abby. Real estate commissions. A recent court case in Missouri has sparked a nationwide conversation about the fairness of the current system. A federal jury ruled that the National Association of Realtors and its members have been illegally conspiring to fix commission rates on home sales. That's a big claim, Michael. The plaintiff attorney, Mike Ketchmark, argued that the system is flawed, asking why sellers are paying the buyer's agent. It's a good question, and one that's led to a $1.8 billion judgment in favor of half a million home sellers in Kansas, Missouri, and Illinois. And it's not just about the money. Ketchmark suggests that large firms dominating the industry are maintaining this system for their own benefit. It's a system where the seller's agent gives the buyer's agent a cooperation fee which might be seen as a way of rigging the system, right? And it's not just about the agents. Homebuyers like Stephanie Green and plaintiff Gerard Bright didn't even consider negotiating the commission. They assumed that 6% is just the standard rate. Exactly, Abby. But there is another side to this, right? Buyers' agents provide value, especially for first-time homebuyers. They guide them through the complexities of the process, and that's certainly worth something. Absolutely, Michael. And that's why Tunisia Brown, a buyer's agent, is concerned about the judgment. She worries that her low-income clients won't be able to afford a buyer's fee up front if her agents are no longer paid as part of the price. And there's the question of whether they'd want to negotiate a commission at all. It adds another layer of complexity to an already challenging process. But if the judgment leads to fewer unproductive agents, as economist Norm Miller suggests, it might be a net positive for the industry and for home buyers and sellers alike, right? If the fees come down and good agents sell more homes, it could potentially save buyers and sellers billions of dollars each year. And that's not counting the potential benefits of a more competitive market. But it all hinges on whether buyers and sellers are willing to negotiate. Do you think they will, Abby? I think it's certainly possible, Michael. As this case shows, there's a growing awareness about the issues with the current system. And if that leads to more transparency and fairness in the real estate market, then that's a win for everyone involved. From the courtroom to the corridors of power, our next story takes us to Washington. As we leave the topic of real estate commissions, we turn our attention to a pressing issue that's causing a stir in Congress. This holiday season, lawmakers have left for their break leaving an important wartime support deal for Ukraine hanging in the balance. Let's delve into the details. Abby, let's delve into the current situation in Washington. Congress has left for the holidays without passing a wartime support deal for Ukraine. What's your take on this? It's a complex situation, Michael. The Senate is working on a $110 billion package for Ukraine, Israel, and other national security issues but there's a stalemate over new restrictions on asylum claims at the U.S. border. It's a lot to juggle, to say the least. Indeed, and it's a race against time. If they don't resolve this impasse soon, the Biden administration's support for Ukraine, which is crucial in their defense against Russia's invasion, might dwindle. And this is happening while Putin is recommitting to his goals in the war, right? It's a tense situation. 
Biden's foreign policy goals are facing heavy opposition from Republicans, some of whom want to cut funding for the conflict, while others demand stronger policies to curb the influx of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. And it's not just about the funding. There's a deadlock over the issue of asylum seekers. The White House is negotiating a change to the law that would allow Homeland Security to stop migrants from applying for asylum if the number of total crossings exceeded a certain capacity. Right, and there are also proposals reminiscent of Trump's policies, like detaining asylum claimants at the border and expediting the removal of migrants who've been in the U.S. for less than two years. But it's a delicate balance, isn't it? Yes, and Senator Kirsten Sinema, a central figure in Senate dealmaking, is aiming to create a package that is both policy and funding to make the process of seeking asylum or immigrating more orderly, safe, secure, and humane. But not everyone's on board. There's friction over Republican demands to curtail a humanitarian parole program that's allowed migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela to enter the U.S., and immigration advocates aren't thrilled with the White House's concessions so far. It's a tough road ahead for sure, but the current deadlock, as Senator Schumer pointed out, leaves Putin mocking our resolve. It's a critical juncture for Ukraine, America, and Western democracy. And yet the House has ended work for the holidays with no sign of returning until January. Michael, what do you think this means for the Ukraine aid deal? Well, Abby, given the complicated and contentious nature of the issue, Many GOP senators seem to think that there won't be a deal for Ukraine aid this year. However, they are determined to prove Putin wrong for doubting U.S. support for Ukraine. It's a situation that's still very much in flux.